Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. JR here. We are back after quite a long respite. Glad to be back. Uh, a couple of the beer nuts. Uh, we got uh, Doug out here with us and Chris. And uh, all I can say is life gets in the way sometimes. It's been a, a while since we've done an episode, but um, things are settling down for all three of us. We've all three had some job career changes, exciting ones, and a couple of us are even selling beer now. So it's great news, but uh, glad to be back. So I'm going to turn it over. Uh, introduce uh, Doug out. Welcome back, Doug. All right. Well, thanks. This is Doug out in Michigan. And uh, let's see. My last untapped check-in was a 2012 Imperial Stout from Founders. Um, one of our uh, one of my friends is, is uh, was doing. Well, there was a homebrew share. On Monday night at Cadillac Straits, which is our local homebrew supply store. Shout out to those guys because they're awesome and they got a nice brewery on the side of it. Um, but uh, they have a uh, once a month on Monday night, they open it up to homebrewers and people can bring their beers and share. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, somebody brought those in to share. And I'm like, 2012, I had a um, breakfast stout and an imperial stout from Founders. Imperial Stout didn't hold up as well, but it's, you know, it's 2012. Geez, that's a, it's almost 10 years old. And then, but the uh, Breakfast Stout amazingly held up. It still had some coffee, had some great flavor, uh, no carbonation on either. So, yeah, that's it. Awesome. And uh, welcome back, uh, Chris. Yeah, Chris here in uh, St. Clair Shores, Michigan. Uh, oh, I, I, since last we've met, I, 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 I am saddened to report to you that I... Uh, I have tried a hard seltzer. It was any it was any port in a storm situation. And yeah, they are just as horrible as I thought they were going to be. Now now 
I understand the appeal because it's it's very light. I I understand that, but yeah, it tastes just like chemicals. So, <laughs> but yeah, as far as what I've been drinking, uh, I was telling Jr. I've gotten into the hard coffees, and I wish they tasted like coffee. <laughs> and I just got out of the hot hard coffee. I used to sell Rebel hard coffee, um, and they uh, we actually had a, a cold brew that was coffee forward that we discontinued. But I'm happy to report I'm no longer selling hard coffee. I'm back into the beer business with my favorite craft brewery here in uh, Arizona, Tombstone. So excited to be their sales manager and uh, we'll try to be unbiased and uh, stare away from Tombstone beers because I will be biased. But hey, you know, it's our show and we'll do what we want. If I have a really good beer, I might share it with you. Hey, you enjoyed so being if- on the show so much you gave you a job. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've been talking a long time, and uh, you know, I'm really excited. It's great to to be selling a great, you know, we have great brewers and great beers to sell, and it makes it uh, a lot more fun to go to work every day. And and uh, I'm I'm stoked. So um, that's part of the reason we haven't done a show in a while. All I think all three of us have taken on some new career responsibilities. So um, before I invite everybody to. Join us in a beer again, Jr. here from just outside of Tucson, Vail, Arizona. Uh, my last untapped check-in was a beer that was very interesting. It was called Hatch Chili Gatos from Fate Brewing Company in Arizona. It's a chili beer. It was a nice, light, easy to drinker with a nice uh, little bit of a chili burn to it. I enjoyed it. Um, um, but I also wanted to mention, you know, again, a shameless plug. Um, we just uh, had a very uh, limited uh, batch of three-year-old uh, barley wine from Tombstone called Old Contention, aged in Heaven Hill barrels for three years. Uh, less than 200 cans produced um, and a couple of kegs. Um, um, so it's very limited, but um, I did uh, get to taste some at the brewery the other day, and oh my gosh, that was fantastic. So there's my shameless plug. Uh, I will be sure and drink some other other breweries beers for now but uh again i just uh you know we're a little bit out of sorts here it's been a long long time probably a couple of months since we've done an episode so great to be back with with our fellow beer nuts and uh just want to uh invite everybody as we always do to please join us in a beer whatever you enjoy is fine with us whether it's coors light a chili beer a barrel aged barley wine or whatever floats your boat you know, we're all about, uh, we're not a bunch of pretentious beer snobs. We're all about just introducing more good people to more good beer. So that being said, uh, let's have a beer. Who wants to kick it off? I mean, I'll right. go first. I mean, we're, All right, Chris, you're up. Well, let's bring it up. Uh, I'm into the hard coffees, and I saw a beer today that I just had to grab. Uh, it is a show favorite. It's from Deschutes. It's called Luna Joe. It's a cold brew coffee lager. Now, the reason I grabbed this is because when I used to go to Portland for work, I used to get, every time I flew out, they had Rogue on tap. You know, they had a, they had a Rogue public house at PDX, and they had on tap a cold brew. And I, I don't remember if it was a lager or a stout or a porter, but I just remember it was on tap. And every time I had a 6 a.m. flight, I would get one. And it was like the perfect balance between coffee and it, it was it's perfect breakfast beer. Like I got it. I got to You know, ordered some pancakes or some salt or whatever, and and drank it. So, I picked this up squarely based on okay, it's from the same state. It's made by a brewery with just as reputable a reputation. So, yeah, let's uh, let's try this out and see. I have had none of this beer until this point. So, 
uh, poured some while we were talking. Uh, nice, thick, uh, looks like a creamy brown head. Uh, color is, uh, this is brown. I mean, this is not copper. This is brown. And you can see through it, too. There is light coming through this, uh, but not completely. Like, it's not, like, it's, it's translucent, right? It's not transparent. Um, you know, definitely getting coffee on the nose. I mean, yeah, coffee. You, you're 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 getting the sweetness from the malt. I mean, yeah, I got I got high hopes for this thing before I even taste it. So let's taste it. Oh wow, yeah, they're trying to they're going after Rogue with this one because this 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 wow. I'm hold on. It, it is a ooh. it is a very it's a, it's a smooth mouthfeel. Coffee up front, coffee in back. Little bit of hops. Right at the end, right when it's going over the the back of the palate. I mean, if you like coffee, get this beer. I mean, I, I, I you know, I've we've talked about a lot over the years. Coffee fades. Um, I'm trying to see if there's maybe perhaps a date on this beer. Oh yeah, packaged on. Well, we're to the point in life where I need my glasses, kids. But it looks like looks like this was packaged a couple of weeks ago. Actually, it looks like on October second. So wow. yeah, yeah. Well, it says on the bottle, freshest within four months. So, yeah, I mean, they're definite. It's a limited release, too, uh, from Deschutes, Luna Joe Cold Brew Coffee Lager, uh, 25 IBU, 5% ABV. But, man, I'm reading from the bottle says, Cool air, warm embers, bright ideas come together with this experimental dark lager that's rooted in tradition yet infused with riff cold brew coffee and the boldness to go beyond. I mean, either way. I mean, if you, if you like coffee, if you like beer, drink this beer. I mean, it's, as far as Deschutes goes... I have. I don't think I've ever had a beer from Deschutes. I'm like, mm, yeah, it's all right. Like every Deschutes beer I've ever had is delicious, and this just continues. This just keeps upholding that tradition. So it's a dark lager with some coffee in it, huh? Yeah. Okay. And what it is is delicious. I mean, again, this. this I, I I had a feeling it was kind of, you know, especially since they're both from Oregon, that this was kind of meant to be a competitor for that rogue offering, but. But yeah, I mean, this is this is a home run. I mean, awesome. The fact that it again, like it's, I mean, you know, right? You guys both know. You can taste fake coffee. Fake coffee just stands out. This is not fake coffee flavor. There is real coffee in this beer. Yeah, and at five percent, it's, it's crushable. I'll tell you, one of the things that I'm noticing, and maybe you guys can jump in, is I know we've always been big fans of the big big hitters, and I still love my barrel aged stouts, but I'm seeing. A lot more people drinking sessionable beers these days, you know, whether it's lagers, pilsners, um, or just stuff that's not really high ABV, like a five or six percenter. So that sounds like a, a really good sessionable beer that you can drink a few of. Any more comments? Dug out? Oops, oops. Yeah, it, it sounds delicious. Um, but yeah, Jr., I agree with you on um, some observations of. Um, high gravity beers and you just don't see as many coming out new ones anyways it seems that the new things that come out are in that five to six percent range um and that's just to go with what people are buying right now absolutely and uh you know i thought maybe it was because of the hot temperatures here in arizona but it's cooled off and lagers are still blowing out down here you know for everybody lagers and pilsners making a comeback but and we did an Irish Red uh, recently, and that sold through very quickly. And that was just a five percent, you know, easy drinker. So I think uh, you know maybe the, the times are changing a bit. Um, regular IPAs seem to be outselling doubles and triples, whereas that wasn't always the case. But 
you know what? There's good beers of all styles and all strengths, and there might be something said to be having uh, maybe a few more beers than one or two real strong ones. But then again, I saw my Instagram feed today, and Shorts Brewery is putting out, a, um, I think, a Super Huma Lupalicious. Loop, um, um, it's a triple version of Huma. And I believe it's in like the 12% range. <laughs> and it's going in their holiday packs. Oh, I like, want some. Oh, man. So I get three of those. And then, you know, in their 18 packs, I think. I don't know what they do now. But, or, or you know, they're 12 packs and you get three of the good ones. And then nine of these things you're like, you can't even give away to somebody drunk at a party. You know? <laughs> well, that that's pretty much shorts you know you get hits and misses with them but you know what i never would have thought i I would have never thought i I would have never (laughs) thought that that would be one brewery that i really miss uh having access to here but you know even just here and you talk about the regular humalupa which was a you know an easy to get shelf turd back in michigan you know i wish i could get a six pack of that right now (laughs) so So, yeah um so Michigan beers, right? And that's what I got. I got a Michigan beer. And um, what I have, you guys are going to like this one, is a, uh, t- it's 2016, so it's got the purple bowling ball. And oh, oh, nice. Yeah, it's a no-rules Vietnamese quarter by Perrin Brewing Company out of somewhere outside of Grand Rapids. <laughs> I got Comstock one sitting Park. right in front of me with the orange bowling ball on it. So, yeah, that's, this is a purple one, 2016. Um, one of the things that um, with um, COVID and lockdown and all that stuff is um, I made a reassessment on what I save for my beer cellar and what goes in there and how long it stays and, you know, before it gets put into some kind of rotation. And I came, you know, and I'm thinking like, gosh, I've had this since 2016. It's not going to get any better than this, than it is now. I mean, it's just going to go south at this point. So I chilled it maybe, I don't know, a few weeks ago, a month ago, just didn't get to it. And uh, so when the uh, opportunity came to do the show, I'm like, that's it. That's the one. (laughs) It's my last no rules, but who cares? You know, it's like you can't take this stuff with you. Um, well, you can if you like going to a party or something, but I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> but um, this beer is freaking awesome, man. Um, for those that don't know, it is an Imperial Porter, and it's 15%. It's made with coconut, turbinado sugar, and then it's put into bourbon barrels uh, for several months. So, um, and then, then there's other stuff they throw in here, but the, the, the main thing with this beer is how, not, not only how well it survived, it's delicious, but the layers of chocolate, um, are just so impressive. And the overall, I guess the overall flavor of the beer where the, um, bourbon is mixing in with the chocolate, mixing in with the roast of the porter. It is just so outstanding. I, I'd be hard pressed to think the last beer I had that it was this good. Um, and this is all these years later. So I'm sure some time in the cellar helped it. Uh, I'm not tasting 15%. I know there's some, there's definitely some heft to it. You get a little bit of a burn, but um, 
not like, oh my God, I should stop drinking this because it's 15% and I'm going to have to kill the bottle because I opened it, right? Yep. <laughs> I wish I was there to help you drink it. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I wish I would have opened this with somebody, but you know, sometimes you do what you have to do to yeah. get by and, you know, and all for the sake of the show, I will finish this bottle. Of well, thanks for taking one for the team. <laughs> You know, I was rooting through my cellar, and I still have quite a few beers that I brought here from Michigan, and, you know, I had to cherry pick the, the best of the best when I moved. They couldn't bring everything I wanted, but um, I don't know if you guys remember when I first moved here, I got a mystery box from a buddy in Holland, Michigan, um, Kevin, Kevin R., thank you, Kevin, um, without any notice or anything this box just showed up well i shouldn't say that because i had to give him my address but um um unprovoked i didn't pay him anything he sent me a box with an unbelievable uh box uh for of michigan beer and uh it was every one of the variants from i think it was the was it 2019 was the year i moved every variant that they had you know they have like a maple variant and uh i think there's a chocolate very i don't remember all the different ones but um and when i was going through my cellar i found a lot of those and i was like boy you know i gotta start drinking these up and uh I was just, as i said doug i can i'm looking right now i have an orange ball one staring me in the face that i think that was one i bought but then i have another one here with the, the star on it that was like the more recent version and then i got like four or five of these variants still in my cellar so and and I found a lot of other inter- interesting Michigan beers. Um, I'm kind of afraid to pop anything from Dark Horse open, um, but uh, you know I gotta I gotta start. Um, I ha- I'm not gonna buy any of this barrel aged stuff. Um, you know now that I'm working for a brewery, I might you know take advantage of stuff that we have. But I gotta drink this cellar down. That's my, that's my goal now. I'm gonna drink the cellar down and not buy a bunch of. New stuff. I have way too many good barrel aged beers in the cellar, and I've made quite a few. I, I probably dented three cases out of that in the last year, and I got like four, four, probably about four, four and a half to go, and then I'll be through it all. But so it was cool that you were talking about your cellar, and I am going to move on to one of my cellar beers in a bit. Um, Chris, you have any more comments on Doug's beer before I move into mine? Uh, no, it's. As usual, Doug's, no rules. Always, Doug's always got the beer that, that everyone wants to try, it sounds like. Uh, no <laughs> rules. Heron Brewing. Know it well. And I know that uh, Doug was saying, you know, now that there's COVID, they used to do the go to the brewery and pick it up thing. And I think now it's all like online. and It's pre-order and you still got to go there. And it's even if you're in Grand Rapids, it's not conveniently located. Um, so, you know. And, and then you start to get into cost factors too. And then you actually have to think about what you used to just go there and do, you know, it used to be, you'd go and get a line and everybody a bottle share in the line. So you'd be all jacked up by the time you got up there and you buy as much as you could. And then you never looked at it, you know, you didn't figure in the cost. And then now the stuff comes online. For example, like um, dark Lord day is online again this year. And you could just buy your packages, and I think the cheapest package is like 160 bucks. And that's not to mention the travel cost to Munster, Indiana, and there's no party. So, (laughs) 
that's a chunk of change, man. Yeah, sure is. I mean, I just don't think of buying beer in like those lots, uh, you know. And I, I, I geez, I, I should talk though. I mean, I stop at transit, I've got no problem, but that's more like a hundred bucks or 120 bucks. And I'm like, oh, how did I do that? You know, but to sit there and go, oh, I'm going to dump 160 on four bottles. And then I got to go drive to Indiana to get it. <laughs> well, and, you know, you, the big part of the big fun of Dark Lord Day, you know, and full disclosure, I have never gone, but I've certainly heard enough it's, stories. It's, it's, it's all, the, the party. Yeah, it's the debauchery. Yeah, you wait, you, you drink all night, and there's people that pass out and don't even make it in. And then you go in and you get your bottles, and you come out with your variants. And there's people trying to buy them from you, and there's or, heavy or metal. They drink, all, there's, they, they drink all day, and then they get to the line and get their bottles, and then they're so fucked up they just drop them on the ground and they bust, and everybody like kind of laughs at them. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I we were talking uh, some friends of mine the other day that the days of People waiting in line for beer are pretty much over. People just don't do that anymore. And that was common, you know, seven, eight years ago. That's what we did. And part of it's COVID, but part of it's people just, I, I think there's a part lot of, of great this, beer out there. Yeah. Well, part of it's that that sucks. <laughs> it does suck. I'll never forget. Which we stopped doing it for concert tickets, right? Why are we still doing it for beer? Right. I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget waiting in line, getting there at six in the morning to go to Coonan one year. And by eight in the morning, they finally got the line moving. And then by 10 in the morning, I was in the tent and I'm like, oh, great. I'm in the tent. I'll be able to get a beer. And they didn't even have they weren't even pouring beer to, to sell. So I had to wait another hour until I got to the front of the line. Then they had four different beers. You could get one draft of each. And then you go into the building and you get your case of beer. Which was your allotment, and then you kind of, uh, the tap room was full, so fire code you couldn't go in. Um, and so you're sitting there, you got a case of beer, nowhere to go. You have to go back outside, and you got four drafts in your hand. Basically, I had to have other people hold stuff for me. It was just completely convoluted. But as uh, anybody from uh, the Detroit area will tell you, that's just Coonan being Coonan. Um, but you surely can't argue with the quality of their beer. They make some fantastic stuff. As a matter of fact, um, I've got that on deck for the grand finale tonight. Um, I got a 4D in my fridge that I'm just uh, I can't wait. Um, and uh, I've got uh, our, our brewer at um, Tombstone. I, I've told him all about 4D, and I'm bringing him a bottle tomorrow. Um, he did me a favor, and I owe him a solid. So, but. Let me uh, quit babbling about that and go into the beer that I'm going to first um, review for you. And it's a beer called Mango Nada from Dillinger Brewing Company here in Tucson, Arizona. It's a mango kettle sour um, with tagine, which is like a Mexican spice. Um, I visited the brewery um, a couple, um, maybe a month or so ago. And when I went in, I asked them what their best selling beer was, and they pointed to the cooler that was cases and cases of this stuff and so i said pour me one and then uh, now i know why it's their biggest seller it's really good so let me just describe it for you it's uh it pours it almost looks like it's it's actually pretty clear so um but it's uh, got a yellowish orange tint to it um looks really just like uh mango juice would look like um and it is uh it, it is a very uh, uh tasty beer so 
you can get that mango definitely on the nose. It just, you know, you know, pungent, citrus mango. And then take a sip and it's, 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 it's a sour, it's a kettle sour, but it's more tart than sour. Um, it doesn't pucker you up very much. It's just very fruity. Um, it's like, you know, tart mango juice. Um, it's not very carbonated. Um, I guess you wouldn't really expect there's no head at all on this. It almost looks like a glass of, of fruit juice, but the tartness is, uh, it's actually, you know, again, I was so impressed. This was a, a trip that our homebrew club took. We rented a van and went to like, um, six combination of breweries and tap rooms. And I, the only thing I bought is a crowler of one beer at one place. And I bought this four pack of this mango beer. That's how much I enjoyed it. And as you all know, I'm not really that big on sours normally, but you know, one thing uh, that's happened to me is I'm a lot more open to all the new styles and I have found some sours that don't really give me heartburn. And this is one of them. Um, uh, you know, I, if they're too tart, you know, they, they turn me off, but this is just perfect. And, I can see why Dillinger Brewing, this is their best seller. So kudos to the brewers, Mango Nada from uh, Dillinger in Tucson. So that's it for the beers, guys. Um, uh, I am going to um, pop open that 4D later, but uh, Dugout, why don't you give us an update on your home brewing? Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ChristopherMedia.net. All right. So, homebrew. Before the episode tonight, I was um, bottling up some beer. I've got an American Pale Ale slash... It's really more of a uh, session IPA. Uh, came in about... Five and a half percent. Um, it was supposed to be for a competition, but it took a lot longer to get ready than I anticipated. I missed the deadline, and it really wasn't that big of a deal because these were kind of small competitions. Okay, sorry, I cut out there. Um, so, yeah, I made this. Um, I've got a, a paleo that I bottled up. Uh, trying to finish out the keg because I've got a New England IPA that's coming up that's ready, needs to go in the keg, and that was the odd man out. Um, the other one I have is um, a raspberry, no, blackberry saison. The blackberries were from my backyard, and I got a decent amount of them and um, cooked them down and strained them out, and, man, they're intense. Um but the beer is very saison forward. 
and the blackberries just kind of sit in the background. It's about a seven and a half percent. This is the first beer I've ever carbonated in the keg on purpose. And so I added some um, conditioning drops to the keg because I knew it had to sit for another week or actually about two weeks as the backup on my uh, kegerator. So I let this sit out and um, I put a uh, picnic tap on it and it just exploded. It was awesome. It just went boom and all this like stays on creamy foam was coming out and I'm like, oh, I was so happy. <laughs> Because uh, those of you that know Cezanne know it's just kind of a different beast and that the bubbles tend to be more like champagne. And that's why I kind of wanted to, um, you know, sort of carbonate it in the keg instead of force carbonate it. So it had kind of that natural, those natural bubbles to it. I think I've done a pretty good job. That This one's going to, there's a competition in Oklahoma, I believe, called the Foam Cup. And JR, you could probably still get in on that if you've got any bottles that are ready to roll. Um, they were not full, and they're not past their due date on it. So, um, you know, I can give you the info offline if you want to yeah, sure. put something into it. I would do it. You know, what the heck? The, the entry fees are cheap. They're like 8 bucks. So um, all you got to do is ship it there. And probably you're shipping to Oklahoma is a lot less than my shipping to Oklahoma. So, yeah, I've got this Blackberry Saison. It is, um, I don't know, I, I, I just have the feeling it's one of the better beers that I've ever made. I don't know that I can call it my best, but it's, um, in my opinion, it's right up there. It probably gets smacked down hard by judges. I don't care, but... <laughs> um, I got that uh, that competition. There's one in uh, Grand Rapids coming up called uh, Sicilianos, and that's actually a national competition or a uh, recognized competition. They've done that a long for a long time, and that's a fairly large one. So uh, I'll look forward to having that. And the Pale Ale is going into um, the uh, Foam Cup, which is the one in Oklahoma. Um, and then I don't know if I ever mentioned it. I had gotten. You know, a whole bunch of months ago, and this was during COVID, I brewed a, uh, my first and only lager. And it won't be my last, that's for sure. Uh, but I brewed a Czech lager, and that took third place in the Michigan Beer Cup. Um, and it actually scored really well. So That's, that's awesome. That's, brew. that's one of the tough styles to brew. Yeah, um, you know, and I just kind of, I don't know. I knew it was a little hoppier than it was supposed to be. And I did get called out by somebody who's probably the highest ranking judge in Southeast Michigan for it. And I'm like, damn it. Why did he have to get my beer? You know, (laughs) 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 I mean, I would just make some small tweaks to it, but uh, yeah, I definitely, you know, my, my basement root cellar sits at like 50 degrees in the wintertime. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, my friend Michael Fry, who you uh, was on our show when he was uh, working for the Meadery, um, is moving away and actually gave me his chest freezer a couple of months ago. Um, and I got a Inkbird controller, so now I've got a fermentation chamber, which is absolutely mandatory here in Arizona, especially in oh, my yeah. garage. Yeah. So even though it's cooling down now, I actually... Haven't brewed much in the last couple of months, just with so much going on with the job change and stuff. But uh, 
um, now that the weather's cooler, it, it'll be a lot easier to brew. And uh, I've already got my eye on uh, my next brew. I'm really toying with the idea of either doing a lager or the check, and I would do a check pills probably. Um, but I'll probably do that second because I need to get something back on tap. So uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next, but I'm open to ideas. So, uh, but I've got, you know, my Anvil brewing system. Uh, I did order a five liter flask to be able to do starters. I pretty much have, you know, all top line equipment now and I'm all prepared to do it. Now I just need to have time to brew. Um, and I've got a trip coming up to Vegas this weekend for the Eagles Raiders game. I'm going to be joining Ross, our, our buddy from North Carolina that comes on Beer Nuts frequently for a trip to Denver to see the Eagles and the Broncos in the middle of November. So I'm thinking like Thanksgiving weekend, probably a good time to brew um, and have some beer, you know, brew something that'd be good for the holidays. You know, maybe a Scottish ale or something, something sessionable, like a, you know, a, not a Scotch ale, the strong one, a, 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 you know, a more sessionable one. So that's probably what I'll do. But um, Chris, you have any more beers or should I go right into that's all you okay well um this is kind of something i've been looking forward to for most of the afternoon after going through my cellar this morning uh, i picked out a coonan 4d barrel aged 4d old ale from 2018 uh, i always like to read the label it says fourth d is aged for a minimum of nine months before being released this sale has an intense sweet caramel malt flavor and aroma that develops into a toffee Toasted marshmallow-like character. So needs no introduction to, to you guys, but some of our listens may, listeners may not know about it. And as a matter of fact, like I said, I'm going to gift one of these to the brewer at Tombstone, um, who's I'm sure will enjoy it. So uh, I just opened it, and I can already smell that familiar smell, that malty, toffee, caramely. And I don't know, for some reason, I could probably, you could blindfold me and I could tell you if it was a Coon and beer. And that's that's a good thing, not a bad thing. I'm going to pause right now because uh, I only have one glass in front of me and it just had sour in it. I'm going to rinse. I'll be right back. Uh, it has been a while. No glass of water to rinse out the glass? Yeah, geez. I didn't even bring, you know, I always bring up a glass of water with me. And I yeah, it is. I, I mean, I'm, Told you guys, I'm out of sorts. You know, we haven't done one in a while. I'm out. No, of I, I was the same way. You caught me red-handed. I was getting a, um, I was pouring one of these blackberry saisons, and um, I've got to get a couple out to you guys. Oh I think yeah, you're really going to enjoy the hell out of this stuff. I think you have still have some cooning for me from last year. I too. do. Yeah, yeah. You you might have lost the bottle. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, hey, as right, before, you, right before we as started, long as you drank it and not John Golden. <laughs> no, I drank it. It was a, um, I think it was the gym. It was a Simcoe Sillier. Oh, oh yeah, I love that one. Oh fuck yeah, that's just that's uh, a, a couple of them. A couple of them haven't survived well, but uh, that one has. So yeah. Well, I know this one has survived well, and because it smells great, so I just poured it, and it's uh, it's got like a a thin cola colored head on it, nice light brown. Um. Oh my gosh, and it's just that 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 like you can see the tiniest amount of light comes through it. And that's only because I'm holding it up to the light. It's pretty much, you know, very dark brown and you can't really see through it. 
um, other than at the top of the head. But um, so I shouldn't even say there's any light coming through. But man, the aroma on this thing is just malt, caramel, toffee. It's 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 a malt bomb. Um, so let's taste this bad boy. You know, it's just uh, indescribable almost that. Uh, it's, you know, I've had a lot of beers in my day, and I could identify this right away. I know what it is. I love it. It's got that. It doesn't have a you know thick mouth feel. It's a full mouth feel, but it's not like thick. It's not like mud. It's a you know nice, perfectly balanced here. You know, there's um, just it's you know more malt. Caramel, toffee, all of that. It's everything you would want out of uh, an old ale, which is my favorite beer style, which is probably why I love this so much. But this is probably my favorite beer from my favorite beer style. If anything, I'm, I'm surprised I'm not getting a little bit more barrel. The barrel is pretty subtle on it, but um, that's okay. What would be a good thing to do is probably taste this against a non-barrel age and see how they're different. Because I'm sure that the barrel influence has a lot to do with the, the vanilla toffee components to this, but... Just so much complexity in it, man. It's uh, it's just an amazing beer. I've always been a huge fan of it, and that's why I placed that way too large order, Doug. So it's okay that you drank a bottle or two. Uh, I, I I got so excited after I moved here, and I could buy that online, and uh, I was able to buy it, and, and Doug helped me get it, which apparently I wasn't even supposed to be able to buy it that way. But uh, everything worked out, and... <laughs> I think I got like three more of these bad boys in my cellar. So by the time I get through those, the, uh, we'll find a way to get those other beers sent my way. But um, yeah, all gosh, of the um, all of the 4D um, is intact. So oh. um, yeah, I did not. There was none of those are touched or allowed to be touched. So <laughs> yeah, man, there's just so much complexity here. It's almost indescribable. You know, layers of caramel, vanilla, toffee, you know, a little bit of chocolate. Um, gosh, it's uh, it's not too thick. It's just just right, man. It's, a, you know, just a wonderful beer. And uh, I know sometimes we make Coonan jokes about Coonan being Coonan. And, you know, maybe some of the releases weren't planned for, uh, as good as they could have gone. But nobody's going to question the quality of, of these liquids. The, the beers that they produce are amazing and, and special. They truly are special and and I'm so excited to give this to uh, Weedy, our brewer, the Tombstone, and because uh, I know that he'll he'll appreciate it just as much as I do. And Doug, I know you've had this a million times. Uh, you might as well chime in with some of your thoughts. Well, sure, and I'm probably going to have it on Saturday. Um, it seems to be one of those things they always find a keg or two to bring out to the beer fest. And um, I can remember one year we were mixing. Uh, uh, oh, cuveting. Yeah, we were doing a cuvee with uh, oh, yeah. 4D, uh, <laughs> the bourbon barrel 4D, and the chariot brewing. I remember that. <laughs> and everybody thought they, that we were crazy until they tried it, and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> that was all that. That was the year that I, and, I botched and, the know, recording. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up because we had an entire episode um, from that beer festival. And there was this incredible interview. I think you interviewed Eric, right? Yep. Yeah. So there was this incredible interview with Eric. But what happened was um, uh, it had the zip recorder. And it must have been recording. So when we went to hit record, 
it actually stopped recording. So the recording you got was everything leading up to the interview and then everything after the interview took place. It, this is like it never... It, <laughs> I think uh, consumption may be, have been a factor. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. I think <laughs> we were... I think I was uh, pretty well in the bag when we were trying to do that. And, yeah, know, it was later in the all day. Things happen, all things happen for a reason. <laughs> we, we had some incredible snippets, and I think mine are on my old phone that the screen just shattered on it, right? And I can't retrieve anything from it because I need to enter a code on the screen to do it. And it's toast. So either I'm going to bite the bullet, pay whatever it costs to have the screen fixed for a phone that I don't use so I can pull pictures and sound bites out of it, or I can just say, screw it. <laughs> yeah, this this uh, this 4D is getting more amazing with every sip. You know, I'm getting a little bit of tobacco. Oh, my gosh, man. I just poured the last of the bottle in, and I got a nice the head recreated for a little while, and it's just slowly dissipating. And, uh, well, and, and you know, it, it seems like... Whenever you're having 4D, you're having a good time. Oh, yeah. And something fun's going on, and it's just you're having a great time. And then there was that beer from um, that other brewery in Warren. Um, they're triple, right? Final Absolution. Dragon Mead. Dragon Mead, Final Absolution. This yep. is no slam on them whatsoever. I mean, that beer is killer, but nothing good ever happens when you drink that beer <laughs> ever 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 something bad always happens that's why it's called final absolution <laughs> but 4d is the complete opposite <laughs> they could do they could make a barrel age final absolution and call it judgment day <laughs> <laughs> but jr you, you know i'm right <laughs> no i know i know I can remember what the package looks like, and I can remember going there, and something always had, something always weird happened when we were drinking that stuff. It's a great beer. Yeah, I agree. It's just I stay away from it for that reason. It's just got it's haunted or something. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. We're at episode one ninety tonight. I think for episode two hundred, we need to talk to the Coonans and make episode number 200 the Coonan episode, because we've talked about it forever. And it's... Oh, they totally be down with it, especially on a Skype thing, and we can probably do it, um, you know, a bunch of them get together on Fridays or whatever, but we could yeah. probably do it uh, via Skype. In the Whenever movie. it needs to happen, we'll, uh, you know? we'll part the Red Sea for those guys. I mean, um, love their beers. Um, I, I really being, miss being able to go there. Who knows? Maybe I'll fly back for that. I might have yeah, to they, they, they would um, they would be 100% on board for that. So let's just declare that now. Episode 200. We have 10 to go, so nine more before the Coonan episode. That's going to motivate us to crank out some more episodes pretty quickly here. Um, shoot, my birthday is March 1st. Maybe we can uh, target that time of year for that. So, uh, all right. Well, man, um, it was great uh, getting back into the swing of things. Um, You're having an awesome time over there. Geez. Second beer. Oh, man, I tell you what. I've, <laughs> I've, been, I've been thinking about this beer all day. I really have. I'm not just fluffing things up. It's you know, I was here cranking out emails and doing stuff for work and taking phone calls. And 
I guess kept looking at the clock and I knew six o'clock my time was going to be, you know, time for this. And, and it's been worth the wait and, uh, well, worth the wait, frankly, this is a 2018. So right. Three years, waited three years to drink it. Um, I've got some older ones in my cellar. I could have pulled out, but I don't know. I pulled this one out and it looked like the right one for tonight. And, uh, no complaints at all, man. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll fly back for uh, the Coonan episode. <laughs> I'll make that commitment right now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, any other things we want to talk about? I know, you, uh, you um, Doug, you're going to the Fall Beer Festival in Detroit in the Eastern Market this weekend. Yes, I am, and I'm looking forward to that. That's, um, well, it wasn't supposed to be my first beer fest uh, since COVID lockdowns. I mean, that would have been uh, the one in Marquette, but I had to cancel the one in Marquette, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, this will be my first one in, what, two years? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually going to be pouring at a festival in Litchfield Park, Arizona, just outside on the west side of Phoenix at a, uh, a place called Ground Control. Great uh, tap room that also has coffee, um, and I will be participating in that um, in uh, November twentieth. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be my next festival. Cool. Um, I guess that about wraps it up. And uh, I, you know, I neglected to mention I want to just read the Mango Nada can again because it'll lead into our our segment going to Mexico City. So I was reading the description which i failed to do when i was tasting the beer mango nada is a tropical mexican resort in beer form we took the traditional gosa at an insane amount of mango and swapped out the sea salt for tagine to create a delicious fruity tart kettle sour buen provecho so since there was a mention of mexico on there if anybody doesn't have anything else to add uh, everybody ready to go to mexico hi yes oh, sir. hell yeah hell yeah well <laughs> Thanks for listening, and uh, Chris, do you even want to do your uh, find us here, find us there thing? Yeah, at, at Beer Nuts Podcast on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Easy enough. Yep. Well, as they say in old Mexico City, A-M-F. A-M-F.